0: Uh, joined now by Vanderbilt basketball coach Jerry Stackhouse. Good morning, Coach. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yes, sir. Glad right. to be here, man.
0: Well, first off, uh, let's before we talk basketball. Congratulations on being uh, enshrined into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, what the heck took so long?
0: Yeah, what's up with that?
1: <laughs> man, uh, it, it was actually kind of my own busy schedule that that took so long. And they were they reached out a few years back, but I couldn't make the ceremony, and then obviously there was some COVID and different things, and it was finally. Uh, a date that I could uh could fit in my schedule. So man, I was you know very thankful and very happy, honored obviously to uh, go in the Hall of Fame in my home state.
0: Yeah, I thought Buzz Peterson blocked it. I thought that's what had happened.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe not no, I don't think, I don't think my, my homeboy wouldn't do that. No,
0: no. I'm you know <laughs> I, and I wanna I know we're gonna talk about your Commodores and everything, but I do since we opened up with you know that, just playing for Coach Smith. I'm not, dare not call him Dean. I think Doug Moe is the only former Tar Heel who could call him by his first name, or did, anyway. <laughs> uh, but just that legacy and how he brought everybody back, and I, I mentioned Buzz, and also Randy Wheel. I got to be real good friends with Randy and just sort of heard him tell about just the inner workings of how he made sure all of you guys stayed together.
1: Yeah, man, he was unbelievable, man. I've I, I realized more and more um, every day now you know really dealing with young men and, and trying to help them you know achieve their goals and I mean, that was his his thing just making sure that not even just the, the athletes but the managers and everybody that was a part of the program um, you know he made sure that he did all the little things and calling those people and sent notes I and mean, he was really really personal as far as handwritten notes and I got a I got something from him before every season. I mean, he could have easily just got on the phone and said, you know, you know Jerry, good luck this season. But he made sure he he had that personal touch, and, and I think we all you know have that in us because of him, and obviously the love for the game, and teaching the game of basketball, and how to play the right way, and all those things that you know we continue to hopefully that we're honoring his legacy by um, by giving it to the to, to the young men that we're able to coach now.
2: You know, Stack, uh, you're still the author of one of the greatest in game dunks I've ever seen in my life when you went baseline on Duke and reversed it one handed. Uh what do you remember about that particular play, A, and B, just those heated rivalry games with Duke all those years at North Carolina?
1: No, I mean it was just one of those plays where it's like, man, that 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 game is so big and there's so much excitement and playing in Cameron with the you know just, the students right on top of you, and it's just like it's an unbelievable atmosphere and the environment. And again, I it was just totally impromptu, man. I just went up there and went to the basket, hard right-handed as I always do, and and I saw a couple people that I needed to get around. <laughs> and next thing <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh you know it's one of those moments that I get to, I get to see myself with a little hair every year. You know, <laughs> and, 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 uh, now that was in kinda, Cameron kinda, Indoor, kinda right? Fun to see.
2: That was at Cameron Indoor, right? Or was that yeah, was was at home? Yeah, okay.
1: it was in Cameron, man. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was it, it was fun. I mean, it just the, the, the little things about that play, though. It was a rebound. All that made it happen was a great rebound. I, it, uh, Serge had it high. He kicked it up to, to Jeff McKinnis on the wing, and then it was a hit ahead. He didn't bounce the ball. If he bounces that ball, then the, the play probably never happens. But it was automatic right into my hands, and I was able to attack to the outside. And man, it was just, just, just a, a great basketball play of of how you should run primary offense, but um, just resulted in a, in a, it pretty much becoming an iconic play for me.
2: Well, coach, it's great to have you on, and we have so many passionate Vanderbilt fans and supporters that listen to our show on a daily basis, and I know they're excited uh, that that we're having you on today. Today, obviously, coming off a tough loss against Kentucky, and one of the things that unfortunately as marked your tenure at Vanderbilt as the head men's basketball coach, is injuries. How much, you know, you don't try to make them an excuse, but how much the injuries you've had to key players over the years, and you're dealing with a couple this year as well with Liam Robinson and, and Lee Dort, I mean, how much has that maybe not derailed what you're trying to do there at Vanderbilt, but how much of a monkey wrench has that been since you've been there?
1: I'll just say this, once we get some good luck, we should keep it for a long time because <laughs> we've had enough bad luck stretch for to to last a, last a while, man. It's just it's like every time we start to get a little rhythm that we've, we've had some type of injury from the first year when it was Aaron losing him the very first game of the season. Um, you know, just, you know, year after year, um, it's, it's been something, Liam, you know, last year and um, – so it was just, and then again this year, I mean, right when we I thought we were playing our, our best basketball, really finding the rhythm, and, you know, establishing him inside his dominance as far as shot blocking and the presence that you know he, he's bringing to us on the offensive end as well. And then he has a, just to you know freak turn of his foot in, in practice, which you know, but hopefully we get him back sooner rather than later. But it's just you know it's just part of it, man. I mean, I've been around the game long enough to know that you just have to. That's why you have to coach everybody, mm-hmm. and and I think that's why we. Make sure that we coach everybody. Coach from from our leading score to our you know a 14 walk on. We got to coach you because it could be an opportunity where we need you to perform, and um, and, and that's kind of been the case. Kind of changed our lineups a little bit. Try to make sure that we c- can be the best of ourselves. But um, but no man, it's, it's a part of the game, and hopefully that through how we're building it and how we're taking a long view of things that it'll ultimately pay off for us down the line where, you know, we feel like we got, you know, good, good, good solid contributors um, throughout our roster just in case we have a, you know, mishap like like we've had again a couple weeks ago.
0: Well, and then you see what Malik Dia does the other night, what, career high 14 and four for five on three-pointers for the big man.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, Malik has done, I mean, these are really explosive uh, type of offensive player, he has that type of ability. Um, again, it's just trying to you know, make sure he does all the other things that he needs to do. You know, defensively, it's, I mean, you can go out and um, you know get get twelve, get fourteen points, but if you give up fifteen or sixteen, then it's really not helping the call. So, I mean, I think those are the things that we have to deal with with our younger guys. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm a real um, proponent of of playing older guys, guys that have been around, guys that understand our system, that, that are capable. And, and then obviously, if it gets to the point where you clearly, you know, day in and day out, you know, outperforming those guys in practice, that you're going to get those opportunities. And kind of again, like um, you know, it's just just the youth of it a little bit. I mean, I could, in one play in, in particular where I think we we had a big dunk and um, in the Kentucky game, and um, I think it was a lob. And um, you know, Paul Lewis, he was so happy he was celebrating on the way back, but. They they hit ahead and they got a three in transition before we could even get it back. But if you know we get to the point that where Paul Lewis picks up that ball right away, you know, and they're not able to advance the ball, those, those are the things that we got to continue to try to work on with the, with our um, younger guys and understanding that you know Malik, after you make a couple threes and now you got it in the post, everybody's watching you now. It's a good opportunity for you to make a play for somebody else, and and those are the things that that, that you know and the reps and the teaching that that we do. To, to try to help them become uh, better overall basketball players, they all got to, every one of them got aspirations of playing at the next level. Mm. Um, but you got to understand that you, when you get to that level, you got to share the floor with other great players. And they, and how you endear yourself to those players is by by, by being a guy that's that's a ball mover. Even though you got the ability to to score and do all those things, you endear yourself to those guys by by being that way. And hopefully, we're we're teaching them to whenever an opportunity to get at that level. Um, the ones that are talented and, and, and skilled enough to do so, uh, that they get to stay there. A lot of guys get there, but not a lot of guys stay. And uh, hopefully, we get guys to come through here and have an opportunity to play at that next level. that get to stay.
2: Jerry Stackhouse is our guest, men's basketball coach at Vanderbilt. Stack, it's kind of a fine fine line, isn't it? Because you know, for the last three years or so, you've had a guy like Scotty Pippen Jr., a guy that controlled things in the half court. He was your go-to guy when you needed a bucket. Now you've you know you've got that adjustment period, and it is a fine line, right? Knowing when to take over and, and score, and when to find your teammates. I mean, that's as old as basketball, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, Scotty was great for us, man, and um just you know who he was as a, as a worker, who he was as a sponge, who he was as a leader for us. I mean, he had a, a dominant personality and. And it basically just, it evolved, but I I didn't think that that was a perfect way for our ultimately for our team to play. Okay. Um, you know, you know, I want you know I I I'd rather have my point guard be at more of a distribu- distributor, mm-hmm. and um, that's why we were at our best when we had when Rodney Chapman was, you know, was healthy because he could man those kind of point guard responsibilities, and Scotty could be more of an off guard. And I think it's just it's tough when your point guard is your you know have to be the guy to do so much for you. And I thought there's times where he could have made, you know. Scotty was the type of type of guy that he would come out and he would do exactly what we wanted to do. Try to get guys involved, and then those guys would make some shots. be like, "All right, coach, I'm about to go." <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? And, and 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 we needed them to do that um, to a certain extent. But but I think there's, you know, but now when we got to this year, there's guys that just was, um, you know, hadn't been used to being in that role, and we kind of had to had to establish that. But still, we wanted to do it more by committee. And, um, and then we finally really, and then, and then the guy emerged. I really thought the guy that emerged was was Liam. Found that, that the way that we could play through him, and really um, use his size advantage, and and um, and then play off of him with with, with splitting and, and making sure we're kicking it to the outside, which he's a good passer. He's a willing passer, and um, so you know. But uh, I think that was uh, kind of a little bit of uh, a trial period for us. We didn't really know. I mean, we did again like. Nobody had us after losing Scottie. I mean, you check any poll, you can go back to any magazines and start the season. They had us, you know, dead last to probably finish or or, or whatever. So, um, you know, now that we you know got off to a, a pretty good start, kind of found a little bit of identity. You know, had some you know some, some tough games that we lost early on to you know should have been in our mind winnable games for us, but we didn't. I mean, those teams were better at the time. I mean, it's, it's a different. Uh, model now, man. I mean, like uh, uh, mid-major teams and whatnot that you look at the year before, that whole season can change in, in just an off season with the transfer portal. Now those guys, uh, the Southern Miss, they you know they they went and got a guy that probably had more experience playing in the SEC than we had on our roster in, in Crawley, who was a, a Vanderbilt commit before he went to Ole Miss. Uh, on our roster. It felt like we brought in, you know, better talent every year, and I think it's even a, a better crop of talent coming in next year with some of the guys. and Just some serious dudes. I mean, the, uh, Jaqueline Roberts and, and, and um, Isaiah West, who's a local kid here. Um, you know, it, uh, I just think Carter Lane, you know, just just some, some really serious dudes about um, the game of basketball and, and, and really skilled. So, I mean, I think the, the future is bright, but we just, you know, it's it's things. When you're trying to build a culture, you have to build an identity. There's just things that you can't let slide by. And then I think that that's, you know, when you've seen some of the, you know, the lineups, it's, it's about trying to send a message that, man, you have to do things the right way. And then we, we're not going to let our older guys, our veteran guys, come in and feel like they're just going to play and get the luxury of starting if you don't do the things that you need to do on a consistent basis. You know, allowing our younger guys to see that, I think it's a, it's a bad message and a bad precedence for our program, and that's that's not what I want. Uh, not 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 my vision for for our program. And, and I just think you know, I just really sat back and I you know, and I was like, man, what do I have vision for our program? It's not just having a a good basketball team. I want a program. I want uh, I want our fans engaged. I went on a I went on a mass unblocking of of, of fans and everybody. I remember, cause I was like, like <laughs> and I want I, I want people to be. A part of where when I really thought about the vision of what I want, and it's like, man, we maybe we just got off on the wrong foot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think, you know, now I just want people to see me and see who I am. And because um, it was a funny story, it was a guy that you know people just have bad days. The guy that I was talking to at a bar, and like he's <laughs> like, "Stack, we had a great conversation, but but you blocked me, man, man. We got so much in common." <laughs> <laughs> well, do you see yeah, yourself, like, Stack? I, I, it's like man, I was just I was just having a bad day. I was just having a bad day, but man, you my guy and I was like, "Damn, there's probably a lot of people like that." <laughs> and I and and I want those guys. I want them to see me and I want I want them to be a part of our program and where we're going forward. So it's like, man, let's just go. And then it was ironic somebody sent me a a Twitter page. I think her name was Lisa Pig, and she was like, "Twitter is on fire for you, now. I was like, are you gonna let them back on the bandwagon?" I was like, "Hell yeah, let's ride." Let's go. <laughs> I mean,
2: so. I mean, Stack. Not to interrupt you, but I mean, you know, are you gonna try to do more things like radio interviews and stuff, and make yourself a little bit more visible? Because, like I said, there are so many Vanderbilt fans that want to hear from you, want to hear what you have to say, uh, they want to know what your message to them is. Right? They want to know you yeah, know man. where you're coming from.
1: But, but, but again. I mean, Z B he somehow we got connected and he, he just asked. <laughs> you
2: yeah. know
1: what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. Just asked about coming on i was like, sure, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I just so I think that's the that's the thing when people get to see you and get to know you and I absolutely wanna wanna do more of those things and, and just uh embrace this whole back to this this build and what it takes. I mean, I think we can get it done. I mean, I know that we got the, got the pieces. I think we probably had the pieces to get it done a little bit sooner than what is happening for us, but we've had some some unfortunate things happen. But man, I'm and and and, and, and there's balance of you know saying. Early on, just kind of putting your head down and clearing out the noise because we got had to focus basketball. So that was that was some of it too. But sure. really take it, reflect and back like man, there, there's a balance to it. Yeah. Um, nothing's gonna change my focus and, and, and my uh, and, and my vision of how we need to go about it, but it doesn't that that doesn't doesn't hurt to hear some of the, squawk, the squawking noise every once in a while. It might be something <laughs> good in the noise. So, so so that's where my mindset is right now.
0: A really neat thing uh Tuesday night, the suits and snickers initiative, uh, coaches versus cancer, uh young Jaden Bailey, fourteen years old, Monroe Carroll, uh junior children's hospital at Vanderbilt, he designed uh, your shoes that you wore the other night. What a that was that was really neat. I was watching the game on T V. They yep. they him several times. Just a great story. Great
2: story, coach.
1: Man, unbelievable kid, man. Got a chance to visit with him the, the day before the game, he and his family, man, and just his his smile is just man, you know, and the kid could play too. I mean, he showed me some, some field footage back when he was a little younger and he was, you know, taking it and I was like, Well, you miss missed the guy in the corner right there. He was like, Coach, I can score, you know what I'm saying? So it was just fun. Um, spending some time with him and being able to, to wear the shoes that he designed, and I wanted to make sure that I put on the right atta- uh, tie so I could, so, so, so I could rock it the, the right way, man. Oh. It was, it was you know good, what? It was a great story. Yeah.
0: One thing I'll never be in life is your tailor. Well, I was going to say I will never I, be your I, tailor. I, I, I want to
2: ask because I wear suits every day, and I want to ask who your tailor is, but I know I cannot a afford your tailor and b. Before. I can't buy what you wear don't off be the rack, man. man,
1: don't be surprised. <laughs> no, no, man. No, ah, you are the best uh, dressed uh, coach. Guys, now, fans, now that Jay Wright's guys, gone, coach.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say, now that Jay Wright's gone, you are hands down the best dressed coach in the country. I know you take a lot of pride that. in that.
1: No doubt. No doubt, man. It was, you know, And I got that from my mom, man. My mom always. She dressed us. I mean, of course, we was going to church every Sunday, but it was like around Easter Sunday, that was her thing. No matter what she do, she's going to get us a new suit for for Sunday, and I thought that was the the coolest thing, man, going and and getting fitted for a suit for Easter Sunday, man. That's just something that that I enjoy. I mean, just when I was coming out of college, I mean, I I just had a lot of respect for, you know, Michael Jordan and those older guys that really Mm -hmm. took the profession serious. And I thought Coach Smith, you know, even when he was like, I don't do what Coach Smith was at another level, man. He was, <laughs> even in the office on a weekday, he had on a coat jacket and a tie. <laughs> right. He never wore a college shirt like a, a coach's shirt until practice. Really? So, yeah, man. So, it's like, you know, again, just trying to, to – uh, ways to honor him and what he's you know, meant to me uh, that, that I didn't even realize when I played for him that I wanted to make sure that, that, that this – profession keeps the respect in it I mean I I don't you know I I don't really have an opinion on other guys and the fact that they kind of toned down the dress code for for coaches but I'm going to always do it and and like I said it's kind of taking a life of its own there's a lot of people that are to build fans that may not even really love basketball, but they're going to tune in for a minute just to see what I got on. So I'm, 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 I'm going to keep them happy. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, what I'm hearing, you don't buy off the rack. That's what I'm hearing, yeah.
2: right? Yeah,
1: I can't can't go off the rack, man. Arms too long. Arms too long. <laughs> well, I, I'm the opposite
2: way. I'm built like a fire hydrant, so you're nice and tall and lean. Maybe we can go suit shopping together
1: one of these days. Come on, man. Just come on. Just let, just let me know. I'll help you out, baby. Get that thing tapered around there the right way. I appreciate.
0: It. Yeah. <laughs> coach, thanks for joining us. Uh, really appreciate uh, it, you, coach. You know, good luck the rest of the season. We appreciate it,
1: man. Man, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. All, All right. right. Uh,